You know what? You don't have to worry about me because I'm a hard ass. And if a kid gets out of line, I got no problem smacking him in the head. No, no, no. We don't use corporal punishment here. Okay, so just verbal abuse? Don't shake your head because I, mean, I don't know with you. I don't know with you, man. I don't know. That's not a football movie. No, I told you we're done with football movies because you suck at them. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to give like famous popular movie quotes from I'm now on. I'm going to do a lot better at that. That School of Rock, yes. obviously. Yes. Classic. <laughs> Love that movie. Jack Black is one of my faves, man. Agreed. That guy is so good. He's so funny. You follow him on TikTok? Yes. Okay, good. Oh my gosh, I watch his YouTube videos. I mean, come on. The Jables, man. Jables on out of here, baby. <laughs> um, what's up? It's Bonzi. It's uh, Ego. We are the Fantasy Football Junkies, and it is season two, week number three, and some exciting stuff happening in week number two. Also, some just wah, wah, wah. Again, uh, players that, man, you're just hoping what is going on. And by week three, if it ain't happening, again, remember we talked about it last week with, uh, was it was it Hill that I that I was freaking out about? And then Hill puts up <laughs> the game he puts up. And then Eckler, I was freaking out about both of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Eckler, I think, is still kind of a fair, kind of a freak out a little bit. Hill, of course, you know, he showed, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to score for you. All right. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Uh, no, Tyreek Hill is amazing. And I like Austin Eckler, man. I... He's still like the number one target. What I love, pass catching running backs. Yeah, Austin Eckler's the target, man. I, yep. I've got I've got no worries about Austin. I've Eckler. actually got Eckler a couple uh, a couple times coming up here in a little bit more. So guys, if you if you're just joining us, thank you so much, and make sure you share the podcast, Apple, Spotify, all over the place it's on our website nine nine seven themix.com. We have a Twitter also, Fantasy Junkies. Uh, look that up. Uh, we'd love to hear questions and get you know some you know uh, of your. Uh, opinions and stuff on what's going on. You can also catch uh, Ego does a great show on Sundays, Fantasy Football 101, Start, Sit. Basically, that's what it is, man. All Taking calls and getting your uh, advice, your last-minute advice. I love the Dorch advice that you guys were given on a, a Sunday. Um, I almost put him on my, my buy list. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was another wide receiver that I wanted to put on there and um, – and make reference to. So we're going to fly through this pretty quick today. Ego, of course, again, schedule. Uh, you know, it's hard getting in the celebrities, man. So the, the guys that are, you know, he's got to get out of here. He's got engagements. So I, I really quick, I want to run something by you and see if you can tell me what these names have in common before we get going. Won't yeah. take long. Is this Ego's extra point already? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. All right. I'm going to give you a list of names. You yep. tell me if you know what they have in common. Juwan Johnson, Ross Dwelly. Colby Parkinson, Harrison Bryant, Johnny Munt, Daniel Bellinger, Kylan Granson, Pharaoh Brown, Ian Thomas. All players that scored 15-plus fantasy points last week that nobody knows about. No. All tight ends who have outscored Kyle Pitts on the season so far. That, I'm, I'm bringing that up. I'm wow. Br- I'm, bring, I'm bringing that up today. Yeah. Like, that's a big, big, big thing Okay, when we get to uh, booms and busts. Let's jump to I've it. I've got some stats on that, dude, because, I mean, that's it's insane. It's terrifying. Sophomore season does not look very good. The Steelers, anyway, does not look very good at all. And that's going to get us right into our Thursday Night Football focus, okay? Booms and busts after that. Buy, sell, cut, waiver wire, yes or BS. I got three good ones today for uh, Ego and then Ego's Extra Point. And don't forget, you can catch Ego's Extra Point on our Twitter and Facebook. We'll put up the video segment of that just alone so you can get some uh, extra 
tidbits of info from from Mr. Pedigree. And I cleaned right. up nice today for it. Too, you did, man. You look good. Yeah, you look like a bum last week. I've got an appointment after this. Um, so here we go. Thursday night football focus. Let's get right to it. Uh, for uh, the first two weeks of the 2022 NFL schedule, have been strong, man. You know, Thursday night games have been. I love them. Yeah, I just, I, I, yeah. I think we mentioned that earlier. Like the, they did a great job making that schedule this year. We got another one on deck tonight with the Steelers and the Browns. Now, in the first meeting between these teams last season, they combined for 676 total yards and a 15-10 to 10 Pittsburgh win. With that in mind, star players like Deontay Johnson, who you're probably waiting on scoring some points, Najee Harris, Amari Cooper, who will be the guy to step up with that big-time performance? Because I feel like the Steelers always have that one dude that like just shines in prime time, okay? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, I'm... I'm- I'm listening. I'm, I'm. I don't know who it's going to be from the Steelers. Right. I'm, me neither. So more points were scored in the second meeting of last season, which ended in a 2016 or 26-14 Steelers victory. And Pittsburgh's offense limited Cleveland to just 232 yards. Which defense is most likely to show up is the big question tonight too. Is it going to be Cleveland's D or Pittsburgh's D? Well, right now I'm telling you, Pittsburgh hopes it's them because my Thursday night focus. Boom pick tonight is Browns running back Nick Chubb. Do you mean tomorrow night? Uh, tomorrow night. Why do I keep saying tonight? I don't know. I was. Like, you know, I'm so used to doing last year Thursday night football focus on you, Thursday. You guys did it Thursday. We did it on Thursday mornings, uh, right? So I'm okay. sorry. Tomorrow night, okay? okay. Nick Chubb. All right. After f- running for 141 yards with a TD in Week One against Carolina, he returned to action with 87 rushing yards and three TDs last Sunday in the loss to the Jets. Now. In seven career games against Pittsburgh, Chubb has just one touchdown, but he's racked up almost 500 yards with 106 carries. Now, after Sunday, Chubb is also the NFL leader in rushing touchdowns, all right? But he is also running almost close to six yards per carry, which would be a career high if he can keep it up the entire season. Opponents have run the ball an average of 32 times against the Steelers' D to start off this season. Uh, through the first two weeks, Cleveland running backs have produced the highest average of second-level yards, meaning Chubb, if he gets loose, can continue running far against this Steelers defense. So I really like Chubb. I also really liked the Browns' D tonight because I, I, you know, I was high on the Browns' D early in the season. I like them tonight against the Steelers. We'll go. We'll say tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. tomorrow. Golly. And, and yeah, I like them too. I. Steelers have Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for any D that going against Mitch Trubisky. But dude, I love Nick Chubb. I've got him in one of my dynasty leagues, and oh, it's so nice to watch. We actually had a big debate on Sunday morning because it was Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, and Eric Kranz, my buddy who does the show with me, is like, "Oh, Kareem Hunt's the goal line back." That's why I'm not crazy about Chubb. It's like, no, I think I think Chubb will get a little goal line work too. I think it's just kind of a you know, who's there, who's hot, who's fresh. And then Chubb comes out and does that on Sunday. That guy is an absolute stud. So we had to pick somebody from the game to go off. I mean, Nick Chubb, you just keep riding that, man, because he they're going to keep feeding him the ball, yeah. and he's going to keep producing. That guy is a full-on stud. And again, if you had to pick a, a, a player from the Steelers tonight that you or tomorrow night that you would start, <laughs> I mean, who would you start tomorrow night on that well, Steelers offense? I mean, you, you don't not start the guys that you start from the Steelers, right? So you have Deontay Johnson, you have Pratt, uh, Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth, the mm-hmm, tight end, mm-hmm. and you've got Najee Harris. Those guys are starting every week. It doesn't matter. You just start them. Deontay I mean, Johnson has been a flop. Okay. And again, like you said, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, what are you going to get from those guys? I mean, is it that bad for these guys right now that 
Are you questioning, hey, should I start one of those other tight ends that you just mentioned earlier that are scoring more points than Kyle Pitts? Because he is definitely on my bus list coming up here right now, okay? Well, Fryermuth's been okay. Okay. And uh, and Deontay Johnson hasn't been, you know, like number one receiver. I don't think he scored over 10 points in, in, in... In, in, in fantasy yet. I'll look that up when you're so, when you're ranting about something else here in a little bit. But I will say, like, if you're going Deontay Johnson, and it's always relative, right? I, when you just look at a game and say start and sit, that's hard to do because it's what's your lineup look like? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, what are your other options? If you've got, let's say, DK Metcalf or Deontay Johnson, what are you doing? Right. I'm probably starting Deontay. Right. You know? So it's... It's all relative. It's just about your expectations. Do you expect Deontay Johnson to come out and give you, you know, uh, Jamar Chase numbers? No. But as a flex play, and you got Deontay Johnson, who's maybe going to get you 11 or 12 points, yeah, that's fine, man. Gotcha. So, all right, so let's get to the week three booms and busts. I picked one uh, uh, player for each position uh, this week uh, at quarterback. I've got Kirk Cousins as my boom against Detroit. Now, I, I look look to bounce back from that horror. I mean, it was it was unreal. Yeah, was I don't rough, think any dude. I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen though in week two. Uh, three interception outing where he looked to be just forcing balls to like like it's like he knew where he was going with the ball. It's that's not Kirk Cousins, you know. So. Um, a concern is the Vikings' new offense maybe might be entering a potential. Shootout against the Lions defense that has allowed 65 points to date and one that allowed Carson Wentz to get almost 400 yards and three touchdowns last week. So Detroit has given up the six most fancy points to QBs this season. I love Kirk Cousins. Dude, what's going on with Carson Wentz? <laughs> you know, he's what like, do you mean? He's like the number three fantasy yeah. quarterback after two games. Right. Like, wh- <laughs> what's going on? But <laughs> that, that game Monday night, with the Vikings, because week one, they look like a totally different team. Week two, they they were so just like stale and just incompetent looking that I'm right. It makes you wonder because the Eagles have looked so good. Yeah. Is it just the Eagles? I think Jalen Hurts might be the real deal. Are, yeah, and, right? and that offense might be the real deal. I think a lot of people like defense like, is good. I think they're just maybe really good. Like with me freaking out about Eckler and me freaking out about Hill in game one, I think people are really freaking out about Cook too on this Vikings offense, you know, at running back. I yeah. think they really, really are. Because I think Mattinson is doing more yards per carry, which is was scary, but you but don't want that happening. He's still not going to get the opportunities. Uh uh, FYI, Deontay Johnson, 12.5 week one, 13.7 week two. And that's PPR. PPR. Full point PPR. Full point. So I'm in half point PPR, and okay. he has not gone over 10 points. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, you know seven I mean? catches and six catches. So I mean? that, that would make the difference. Yep. yep. So my next boom on the list, running back Austin Eckler has yet to top 100 scrimmage yards. He's going up against Jacksonville. That's why I've got him here. I need him to be a big boom this week, okay? Um, hopefully in week three, that's where he faces this Jaguars defense has given up 15 receptions to running backs through two games. And you know, like Ego said, you know, you love the running backs that catch the ball. He looks like he's you know going to be picking up where he left off every single year. It's been a frustrating two weeks, though. But still, 41 handles through two games should not fire off that panic button. yet. That's what's calming me down. Touchdowns are going to follow. He's one of those guys. We preach patience. It's just hard. When you're looking at your score on Sunday and you're like, dude, what's going on? I even went to Twitter 
on Sunday. Okay. And went to a uh, that help? a Chargers uh, Twitter, <laughs> and all the questions were, "Where's Eckler? Like where? Like where is Eckler? Like where? It, it wasn't as bad as Week One because Michelle was in there a lot, but like where's Eckler? Mm-hmm. And hope and and what's going on with Herbert right now too? It might be the Austin Eckler show. That's what I was gonna, I was getting ready to mention that. I'm sure Herbert's going to play. There's been no indications that that he's not going to play this week. But you have to think they're going to try to lean a little bit more on their run game. So I think Austin Eckler has a big week, a nice week. Full point PPR, he got 18 points last right. week, which is not bad. Um, but I, I do think Josh Kelly might be like a sleeper yeah. flex play yep. this week. He might get a little junk time work and a, a goal time touch or, or a goal line touch or two. But I'm a little worried about Mike Williams. This week, calm down. Well, I'm just I saying. called him as a boom last week. He went off and, and did amazing. It's, so it's I, all about I, Herbert. I'm, I'm gonna just, love it. I'm worried about Herbert. I'm gonna love it. All right. let, you know, I mean, um, I'm starting him, but my, I, my wide receiver boom for this week, you know, you'll like this Debo Samuel at yes, Denver, sir. Average 81 scrimmage yards over the 49ers' first two games, and he should remain a focal part of this offense in week three against the Broncos, even though the defense is giving up just 106 yards per game to, to, to opposing wide receivers. But with Garoppolo under center and Jeff Wilson looking good as, as the top back, it looks like Samuel could be locked in for a very high volume and high, not just high volume, but a big role moving forward, especially in this Denver game. Jimmy Garoppolo being the starting quarterback now, I mean, for Niners fans, it's like, oh, we really wanted Trey Lance to play this year out and see what we had. But for for fantasy owners who have Debo, who have Ayuk, who have Kittle, this is best case scenario for this season because we know what Debo Samuel production looks like when Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Yep. George Kittle almost played last week, will probably be playing this week. So, you know, there'll be some targets going his way for sure, but Debo is such a huge part of that offense. I uh, yeah, I love Debo every week. All right, and then my tight end boom for week three is TJ Hawkinson at Minnesota. He's seen seven targets in each of the Lions' first two games, but that's returned only a total of sixty-four yards this far. So he'll need to be a little bit more efficient in week three going up against the Vikings defense that hasn't allowed the tight end position to score yet, but has given up almost two hundred total yards to tight ends. Hawk, I think, will hopefully take advantage of a team who's given up the 12th most fantasy points to tight ends this season. I like TJ Hawkinson to boom this week. Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, I've he hasn't done what I've wanted him to do because I do have him in a couple of leagues. But he hasn't been bad. Right. He hasn't been Kyle Pitts. Yeah, only 64 yards over two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, uh, yeah, but uh, but he's been okay. I hope he goes off. I mean, it'll happen at some point. The guy's too good. My bus now, um, I, there's some big names on this bus list. And so my my QB bus, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong with, yeah, I hope I'm wrong with this one. This one, I hope I am totally wrong on this. But I'm trying maybe again to set myself up for not being that disappointed. My QB bus this week for week three is Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I mean, I think you're close to pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. You think I'm close on calling it for a bus? I just no on uh, the last name pronunciation. Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. <laughs> I mean, you got it, man. <laughs> Tua has thrown for at least 270 yards Tagovailoa. in each of his games this season for the Dolphins. He had a huge week two, but in week three, 
He's going up against a Buffalo D who has given up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Watching that those touchdowns that Hill caught. And I hate agreeing with like every single football analyst, but I think every single football analyst is saying the same thing. Tua's arm is not good enough for Tyreek Hill downfield. It's not. I mean, end of story. Everyone is, is saying that. Yeah. Like, Patrick Mahomes is. Mahomes, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, Aaron Rodgers. That's I maybe mean, the end. Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, these guys maybe. can. But I'm telling you, he is on. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I would trust him to throw the ball for. You know, Wentz. Just watching oh. Tua throw that ball when Hill is eight yards past the closest de- defender. It scares the daylights, I think, out of everyone that owns Tyreek Hill. And I think going up against that Bills, the Bills, I think right now it's their Super Bowl to lose. Yeah. If, if you've got any offensive players on that team, you go with that. I think you could come in every week and pick your busts as whoever the top player is going against the Bills. <laughs> right. I mean, they like I, I tweeted this out watching them play the other night, and I was like, you know, they are like – really really close to just being so obnoxiously good that right. everyone hates them right right they're gonna be that but team their attitudes year. are so good though no, too. I know, and, the, and, I know. The, and, and it's fun i think it's fun to watch them you know what For i mean now yeah you're right but if every week they're just making every other team look so inept it's like ah, oh, come on man like you know we turned on the chiefs pretty quick right we turn on these you're teams right. they right. come and just you're dominate right. everybody and, and i think if tua does put up Big numbers. I, I I think it's when it's like a blowout already, and he's throwing the ball. I mean, he's throwing the ball every single time anyway. Let's be honest. Well, I they mean, were losing that game. Yeah, and then and then finally Hill, I think, threw a fit from what I was reading on Twitter and in some of the other stories that he was really really throwing a fit, saying, "Look, you've got to throw me the ball. Yeah, I will catch the ball." And he played. I think he played the second half with like a. Was it a hamstring thing or a back thing? It was it was something. I didn't see. Maybe. But man, it was, you know, he's still just unreal. All right. My running back bust, and this is another big name. Christian McCaffrey versus the Saints, man. Uh topped hundred yards total in week two against the Giants. He'll lead the Panthers in a week three matchup against the Saints defense that has limited opposing running backs to just two hundred and twenty-eight yards and a touchdown. One touchdown combined against the Saints, okay? They've given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. I think Carolina is in just trouble. I mean, it's it's scary. I um Fantasy Pros has McCaffrey ranked number 1 this week. So they are in That's why I have him as a bust, stark, Ego. That's why I have opposition. him as a bust, buddy. How many times do those number 1 running backs finish off at number 1? Yeah, and I don't I don't know that he'll be the number 1 running back this week, but I do think I felt like week 2 they got they Got him more involved in the offense in week one. I feel like... Uh, Let me retort to your fantasy pros has him at number one. They also, fantasy pros, have him at the worst possible matchup, too. So did you see that little star no, by his they, name? They've got a five-star no, matchup. No, they do not. I'm looking at it right now. Fantasy pros. Jonathan Taylor, number one. Matchup. Wah, wah, wah. Go to PPR. You're on oh, standard. Oh, oh, there we go. Let's just go to full PPR. Well, I'm in half PPR. Well, you're on standard. I'm on in there. half PPR. What? Why do they call it standard? Nobody plays like that anymore. Half PPR. Boom. Still. One star matchup. Go to full PPR. They, oh, they, that, we're not doing just full PPR. Which, which is what the consensus play. is yeah. matchup horrible. 
Okay, well, full PPR matchup. We're gonna great. we're gonna circle this one right here. We might do another bet right now, <laughs> All right. even though Mike Evans is gone again. So I don't know if he'll play another game this yeah, season. He'll still outscore DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, because he's on the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here we go. My wide receiver bust: CD Lamb at the Giants. Lamb has 13 receptions for 187 yards in two games with Cooper Rush at QB through. Dallas will face, or though Dallas is going to face a Giants D in Week Three that has not allowed any wide receiver to record more than sixty-six yards. Can you believe that the Giants no. D, dude? I mean, what's going on? Fantasy drafters who thought they were getting an alpha. I think we had C.D. Lamb. I think both of us didn't. Didn't we have him in our top twelve? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, did CD did both of us have top ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both did, and we should have. Dak Prescott got right. hurt Week One, right? And C.D. Lamb still had well and. In fun leagues that score points, he had 15 points last week, at probably single digits in whatever goofball league that you guys play in. Oh, but. you can keep you know you can get all like butthurt over here, and you can get all like sad that you're That's, not in real football but, leagues. It's uh, fine that are no, real competitive, and you play with like you know. I just ones that score points. Yeah, the the least fun. 157 you know. points is a pretty big point total for uh, uh, any any fancy football. Yeah, not bad. League, I think. Think of how much more fun it could have been. I. But CeeDee Lamb, though, last week, seven catches on 11 targets, 75 yards with Cooper Rush out there. But the Giants are really good? I don't know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, My tight end bust, and you mentioned it, Pitts, man, all those guys, all those names that you rattled off. And I I was like, who are those guys? I had no idea. Uh, Kyle Pitts at Seattle. It's just brutal uh, start to the season. His sophomore, it's supposed to be a sophomore breakout campaign, right? He's turned in back-to-back scoreless Two for 19 outings on a total of 10 targets. Weeks one and two, meanwhile, rookie uh, wide receiver one, Drake London, eight for 86, touchdown yeah. against the Rams, posted 13, 161 on 19 targets as Mariota's top target. Now, he's had a surprisingly limited role uh, <laughs> right now. And the offense through two games is just kind of question marky. You know, like we, yes. we don't like those question marks. So he's going up against the Seattle defense. Has allowed eight receptions across two games to opposing tight ends this season. I don't think Pitts does anything this week either. It's it's hard to have any faith in Kyle Pitts, especially when, like you said, Drake London had such a big game. It's not like they were having trouble throwing the ball. Like Mariota was completing passes, they were just all to Drake London. Right, Kyle Pitts, like you said, and that's kind of remarkable in itself. That How both, many names did you rattle off? 20? Both games. Uh, I mean, I rattled off probably, a lot. probably 12, but there were more. Jeez. I just wanted to pick names that you'd never heard never of. Never heard of them. Right. I mean, there's Logan Thomas, uh, Hayden Hurst, Taysom Hill. There's names okay, that okay. you've heard of, too. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is the number 35 fantasy tight end that's after crazy, two games. Man. That's number crazy. Number 35. Yeah. He was three, I think, on our tight end list. That's not yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not even like backup tight end range. That's like like waiver wire. Yeah, like droppable. Right. Whew. There's the week three booms and busts and our buy sell cut here on my uh, my my players at wide receiver, running back, and, and quarter. Uh, I got I got. I'm sorry. I've got um, a buy. Your number one buy is Alan Lazard. For me, I understand the odds of. You know, members not having Lazard is is probably pretty small. You know, if, especially if you're in a league with ego, everybody probably has Lazard right now. But if you're one of those leagues, he's only owned. I was looking this up on those three major fantasy websites that people use. Forty six percent. Yeah. I, so, I mean, he's it. still out there in half of those leagues. Mm-hmm. So go and, and take your shot right now before it's uh, late. Um, you know, buy buy Lazard. You know, uh, sell Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 
Uh, get rid of him right now while you can. He did exactly what we you know we thought we he was going to do in in regression. And uh, this backfield is going to be significantly just just not. I don't know what's going on right now with 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 them. You know, and then drop him like he's hot. If if he's still on your team, you need to get rid of him. Is uh, Kenny Galladay. Oh. Not only does Galladay look slow and stiff on the field, but apparently he's against the competition for playing time. Giants had an even split of playing time for the most of the receivers in Week 1 and 2. Sterling Shepard, David Sills took most of the snaps. On the other hand, Galladay was on the field for two plays all game. After the game, it was reported that he actually cleaned out his locker and um, said, I, 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 I'm not playing until you give me more respect. We Bye-bye. We line up 100% with all of those. Good. 100%. Alanzard only two catches on three targets. That's going to go up, man. Yep. I mean, he didn't play week one. People who invested any sort of stock in him are going to be ready to give up. Um, yeah, I like that. Edwards Alaire is doing a lot with a little. Like law of averages, then he's going to come back down to earth. I mean, he's not going to get more than like nine, ten touches a game. That's not going to happen. So eventually, he's going to start giving you 60 yards and no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny Galladay, yep, I dropped him. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 just flat on. He his was face. the number one drop, I think, in 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 most uh, Yahoo leagues this week. Now, yep. waiver wire for uh, week three. These are uh, players you guys can target here at quarterbacks. Uh, Mariota, you know, we talked about him. You know, they were they were they were, you know, if you're looking for steady fancy production from the QB spot off waivers, um, you know, golf might be one. But Mariota, I mean, n- not a lot of people own Mariota. I think it's 11 percent overall. In uh, ESPN and Yahoo, and Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we just mentioned his name because Trey Lance is done for the year. Uh, Garoppolo could be out there, but I think a lot of people who had Lance also had Garoppolo maybe on their team. But if you can snag him real quick for this weekend, you know that that'd be that'd be a good pickup. Okay, agreed. Running backs, I've got um, Dar- Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin, James Conner, who I thought looked pretty good uh left the game in the third quarter to an ankle injury does not appear to be serious so uh, you know we don't know which back is going to maybe take the most snaps but if you can grab either one of those especially Daryl Williams you know he's only got yeah like five percent of pickup in, in the entire NFL fantasy football and then JD McKissick from Washington man the commanders got behind early in last week's matchup against Detroit setting a perfect negative game script for McKissick to rack up receptions and he did that man he caught seven of seven for 54 yards I, and I and I had I was playing in, against him in one of my leagues, and I kept looking back, going, where, "How is he getting all where these, are these points? Where are these points from? coming yeah. from?" And that's exactly why, man, those PPR points. So look at him. Wide receivers on waiver wire. I've got Garrett Wilson from the Jets. After drawing eight targets in the opener for a solid stat line, Wilson drew the attention of uh, the entire country. I think we talked about him too. He had 14 targets in game two. So you know, look look at that to be a, a waiver wire pickup. And then Jahan Dotson. Also from uh, the Commanders, uh, first-round rookie, got off to a hot start against Jayville, turning five uh, targets into three for 40 and two. He uh, followed up another big day against Detroit, turning another five looks into four, 59 and one. So, I mean, he's he's getting the points right now. And like we talked about earlier, Carson Wentz, man, I mean, what is going on? <laughs> he, he loves throwing these dudes. And then at tight end waiver wire, I've got Hayden Hurst from Cincinnati. Bengals have had a fairly concise target tree to open up the year, but the top three probably aren't names you'd expect from like the the tight end, like you had mentioned earlier, the tight ends that are scoring points. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst will get on the board. Hurst has been a quiet, productive asset for the Bengals this season, recording five plus receptions in back to back weeks, and he now faces a Jets D that's allowed five uh, and fifty two to Mark Andrews in Week One, and then uh, to the Browns they gave up seventy seven total yards. So. 
I mean, sporting a beautiful ginger beard, Hurst should provide steady fantasy production for those needing tight end and help look doing so. And then my defense pickups, I already said I love Cleveland tomorrow night. Uh, I like the Eagles at Washington. I like the Cowboys at the Giants. And I also like the Falcons at Seattle for the waiver wire D pick. Fair enough, man. I like them. I um, also want to point out, check out Noah Brown, wide receiver for Dallas on the season. The guy's been targeted, oh, 14 times in two games, 10 catches, 159 yards, touchdown. Um, Noah Brown, Cooper Rush really likes him. Yeah. So he's out there, and a lot of leagues scoop him up. And then, sounds crazy, but Joe Flacco. Yeah, I know, dude. Unreal. Yeah, Joe Flacco. (laughs) And he looks excited to be where he's at, too, right now, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's having fun. The receivers like him. He's got a good connection. He just came coming off a huge week. It's another guy who can throw the ball farther than Tua. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Let's stick on the quarterback uh, train here for the yes or BS. I got three questions. This is where I throw these at Ego, and he just says yes or BS, and he can add on to them if you will. Do you got to get out of here yet? Uh, No, I've got 10 minutes. Okay, 10 minutes to go. Here we go. Well, hopefully your Ego's extra point doesn't take 20 minutes like it did last week. Nah, I'm going to set a timer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes or BS, okay? Dak loses his starting job to Rush. Uh, BS. Yeah. You're BS. not going to comment on that? I mean, BS. <laughs> no, there's there's no way. Okay. I mean, Dak is their guy, man. I, You know, it... Even even if... He doesn't have to lose his starting Rush job. Rush wins every single game with the Cowboys even as if, starting... Even really? If. Yeah. Are you, All right. Really? I'm just asking. All right. No, Dak's their guy. That it. He, but the good news, if you're a Cooper Rush fan, is Dak gets hurt for half the season at least every yep. year. So you'll see plenty of Cooper Rush. Yes or BS? Tua throws four touchdowns this week. Oh, BS. BS. No, the Bills. Nah, the Bills. All right. He'll throw one or two. Okay. But I bet you he he matches in interceptions what he throws in touchdowns. Wow. All right. Last yes or BS, uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, total points this week is under 21. (laughs) I'm going to say BS. (laughs) Why are you rubbing your eyes, though? Because, man, (laughs) both of these teams. Could you see it happening? Yeah, well, yeah. And that's why, you know, that's what makes me sad. Because it's we're watching two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever throw a football. And these teams just look, uh, you know, I don't know. Out of sorts. We'll <laughs> very, say. very much out of sorts. Yeah, out and of it's sorts. scary right now if you own any of those players. Yeah. You know, we don't like, I mean, Fournette, how big was I on Fournette last week, man? I yeah, mean, everybody was, dude. And, and, yeah. and I mean, it just looked, Mike Evans, I mean, he's he's out. You know, you guys need to make sure you guys know that. You know, he's yeah. out for a game. Um, you know, Green Bay, is is it going to be now the running back show? I mean, what what's going on with those two teams? We have no clue, and what makes it scarier? I don't think their coaches or their you know you know what I mean. I don't think anyone does. I don't even think the quarterbacks know. Well, Aaron Jones looked like the clear cut number one yeah. last week, but Tampa Bay's defense is is not as easy to move the ball on. Right. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna really you're, you're really, saying you're saying that, really that, that they go over 21 total points in that game. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I'm thinking like 28. You know what I mean? 24. <laughs> I think if I had to like put a bet in on it, I'm like All it's right. probably going to come down to a field goal at the end to give me the over. All hopefully. right, very good. So there you go, guys. That's a lot of fun, and we are going to now get to egos extra points. Make sure that we get this on the video camera. So All you're right, looking sexy, looking good. You got your nice little polo shirt on yeah. today. So yeah, yeah. Take it away, buddy. All right, set my timer <laughs> now. Okay, 
Ego's extra point this week. It's about setting your lineups on Thursday because this is super, super important. I see it in a lot of leagues. You have to set the Thursday night players for the position that they're playing in, right? So if you have a running back going Thursday night, make sure he's not in your flex spot just because you never know what might happen between Thursday and Sunday. For instance, last week, let's say you had Alvin Kamara and you had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You had Kamara in your running back spot, Edwards-Alaire in your flex spot. Well, come Sunday, Kamara's not playing football, and you've eaten up one of your flex spots with Edwards-Alaire. Now you have to you have to get a running back to put in the running back spot when you should have had Edwards-Alaire in the first place. Then that would free you up to make a good roster choice, and it, it could have been a wide receiver. It could have been a tight end, but I see that a lot. It's kind of a, a rookie move, but we're trying to educate the young kids here. So Ego's extra point. Up, and it's good. One minute. You hear it? Yep. Get out of here. Yep. Right. Enjoy your week. Congratulations. Good luck on your appointment with uh, with with your people. Okay, that's it for us this week. Uh, season two, week three. Good luck, and don't forget uh, to follow us on Twitter. Share this all over social media, Facebook, Fancy Football Junkies, and we will uh, hopefully uh, have you guys tuning in on Sunday morning with 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 Ego and the Fantasy Football One Hundred and One that starts at nine thirty. No, it's nine o'clock. Now. Nine. O'clock. We gotta let me know this, dude. I I just found out. Yeah. All yeah. right. So nine yeah. o'clock now, Sunday mornings. With ego and get your stardom, sit them uh, questions all out of the way. And uh, that nine, that number five two nine fourteen fifty. Make sure you guys remember that too. Okay, we are out of here. Let's uh, keep listening to the fantasy football junkies and make winning your uh, fantasy league a reality. Right here with us on the fantasy football junkies. See you guys next week.